0: all year round frontier home products and design has what you need to make your home comfortable and
1: beautiful relax on a new timber tech deck designed by frontiers experts a new fireplace from frontier home products fireplace gallery adds warmth and serenity to any home beauty and versatility at frontier home products and design center 4213 East fifth next to the bayfront highway frontier home products and design center
2: discover a new frontier
1: PA Contractor number PA039007.
0: Welcome to Talkerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. I'm glad to, to welcome in to
2: the program here We've got uh, from my left here the president of Erie's Catholic Schools, uh, Dr. Sam Signorino. Uh, uh, Good to see you, Doc. How are you? Oh, I'm doing real well. Thanks for inviting us. You got it. We've got the VP of, of Advancement, Nicole Reitzel. Good to see you again, Nicole. Great
3: to see you. Thanks for having us. And we
2: have Shivani Suri, she is the principal at Our Lady of Peace. And that's your mic there, Shivani. Oh, Say hello. It. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. All right. Thanks for being here. All right. So let, let's, uh, let's kind of, we were doing some reminiscing here uh, off mic, but let's talk about kind of the, the, the whole concept and mission behind Catholic schools in the 21st century. Uh, Dr. Signorina, what do you think?
1: Well uh, what we really like to do is provide the students with the best opportunity for not only the academics in the schools but are also the how they can grow in their faith we want to give them um, the best opportunity to show how they can serve the community how they can help others but also lear- learn how to love God.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, the, uh, the there's been a lot of change and we've talked to the bishop multiple times about the amount of change but there's a lot that's still the same. I mean, we're still talking about oftentimes there's, there's, there, are, there are religious as well as lay uh, teachers and administration at the school level. And, uh, you know, and, and, but it's just a different format. Uh, talk about, uh, you know, some of the history of the Catholic school system as it's uh, con- uh, constructed now.
1: Well, as you may recall, and, and you just brought up, there used to be a number of religious people teaching in the schools. When I went to school back in the 70s, we had three-quarters of the staff were nuns and, and, and clergy themselves teaching us in the classrooms. Mm-hmm. Now I think in our entire system, we have six schools, we only have two religious teaching in our schools. Is that right? But so we also have a couple of the clergy come in on a part-time basis and maybe teach a religion class here or there maybe once, once a day, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, Ninety-some percent of our teachers are lay teachers now. Um, and, and we we have a problem getting enough people to come in to teach because of that, that situation itself. Oh, you mean the, so the
2: teacher shortage is hitting well, you guys? I was going to say it's the same thing as what's yeah. happening
1: in the public schools right wow. now where we are being hit when we have somebody leave. Uh, to bring somebody in. It's very hard. But our our other structures are basically the same as what you may have experienced Mm -hmm. when you were in school as when I was in school. We have all the normal classes. We have all the normal activities, but we throw in that extra portion of our religion and our faith on not only a separate class, but on every single thing we teach throughout the day. I'm interested, uh,
2: Shivani, uh, you know, as a a building uh, principal, um, and, again, you have that experience, too. How, how What would be a big difference for someone coming up, uh, you know, of, of what OLP might have been before and what it is now these days?
4: Well, I think, you know, and I do, I, I've met with Sister Claudia, who, of course, was the living legend of OLP and Mary Beth Eck and Lisa Panagetti, you know, the, all the wonderful principals before me. And the one thing that we all seem to agree upon is that, our students are taking away these precious memories and so are our families and our students and our families come back to visit us and and they talk about that mm-hmm. now the 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 way that we educate students might look a little bit different now because as you would imagine, things have changed since COVID, obviously, you know, so the way we educate is different, but that, that foundation, that faithful foundation and that family atmosphere has not changed. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that you're still going to see when you walk into OLP and I can, and I'm a graduate of St. George. So even when I walk into St. George, I still reminisce and I still feel, you know, the values that I, that I learned in my upbringing there.
2: Nicole, weigh in on this because you know, as people think about um, you know being a, a part of the, the solution, whether it's a financial investment or a part of the community here, talk about you know the the modern approach that you that you've encountered since sure. being on staff, yeah.
3: So I think, um, as Shivani had said, you know, one of the things that really sets our schools apart is, you know, we do provide that really excellent academic foundation, um, but we focus on sort of teaching to it the whole child. So from there, you know, academics, physically, emotionally, spiritually, we try to focus on all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you were to ask any of the families in our system, I think they would probably tell you, that one of the things that makes our school special is that sense of community. Um, We hear it all the time that families feel like it's an extension of their home or it's Mm -hmm. sort of a family environment. I don't know if that's what you experienced when you were um, in grade school. Well, I think I think
2: my dad, you know, worked three jobs in order Mm -hmm. to make sure that what was happening at school would would back up what the values were at home. I mean, I mean, that's what you want to ultimately see right Sure
3: we hear so much of that that people really do sacrifice to provide their kids with a Catholic education. Um, but yeah, just so that they can have that sort of extension of the home mm-hmm. where kids are taught that consistent values in a really loving and safe environment.
2: what but, what are kids dealing with these days? Dr. C- Signorino? I mean, I mean the, there's a lot of modern day pressures where you know you might even say it's a postmodern, uh society that we live in we we just had uh the president of gannon here yesterday and 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 it's happening on the higher ed level it happens at every level of uh of development of of young people is a lot more pressure on kids these days
1: a lot of pressure it's it comes from every direction for the kids it's it's their friends in their neighborhood it's their next door neighbor it's the kids sitting next to them in their classroom as well sometimes it's the drugs sometimes it's the alcohol sometimes it's it's just uh, the they the want to be someplace else and not where their parents want them to be mm-hmm. or, or in school. Uh, it's it's a lot of peer pressure. It's a lot of anxiety. A lot of trying to live up to what they're seeing on TV or hearing on the radio or even more on the raps from the rap songs and whatever else is going on. That's a lot of pressure on those kids. All right,
2: let's uh, let's talk now about. The, the current structure you mentioned six schools mm-hmm. uh let's identify those schools and what are some of the is it is a geographic base or is it more you know that the family chooses which uh, school might fit them
1: well we do have the six schools there's st jude our lady of peace st luke st james st george and blessed sacrament um they're they're where the parishes were located um there used to be nine actually nine schools in in the city before we consolidated into a system, and we had to close three of them. Uh, so we ended up with a six at the parish campus. So they weren't moved. Um, but parents can t- really take their kids anywhere if they really like the one school. They can okay. they can apply there and be entered there. The only downside to that is once we fill up and once the classes are full, they have to pick another one.
2: I see. I see. The um, um, so the, the so the whole idea of Hey, if you're an East Sider, you should go to St. James or St. Luke's. Doesn't necessarily matter, although the parents might choose that because of just to make it easier.
1: That's right. It it doesn't matter if they want to pick another mm-hmm. one, but most of the parents do pick the school of most convenience because right. they a lot of them drop their kids off in the morning and pick them up in the afternoon.
2: When 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 this happened, and 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 I've had conversations with the bishop about it, but it had to be tough because. If you look at all these schools they they kind of make a ring around the inner city. So you don't see that St. John's anymore or you know St. Stan's. I, those are the buddies that I grew up with. They you know they went to St. Luke, St. John, St. Stan's. They were all East Siders. They went to Mercers Prep. And and so I mean um it, it I mean it's close enough but it is it is a, it's got to be a little bit of a, a heartbreak uh to to lose those Holy Trinities and Holy Rosaries and stuff like that.
1: I have to agree with you. Um, but to, 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 to replace them, we did come up with, and it wasn't the Erie System, but the mm. diocese came up with the Mother Teresa True. Academy downtown as well, across the street from Cathedral Prep. Yes. Okay. All right. So a lot of those inner city kids still going to go there at a reduced cost because of the financial need. Yeah.
2: Well, and and that's a good thing for us to understand, Nicole, is that there are a couple schools that are outside the immediate Catholic school system, and so these are the six schools that that are being, uh, um, you know, run by this particular system, right?
3: Sure. Yes and we do have three three of the six are still located within the city within the so city I think limits, that, yeah. yes there's and we know Erie being Erie, everything is within a just about a 10 minute drive <laughs> right. so it's not exactly yeah, not hard for you families know. to get there.
2: Um, I'm, I'm interested in um, you know what's what's a day like uh, Shivani you know <laughs> at, at Our Lady of Peace I mean when does the car line start and how does that all work? <laughs>
1: pretty early <laughs> yeah it's pretty
4: early I you know typical day is seven forty-five till about three o'clock um, we do have some kids that stay after school whether they're waiting for pickup or whether you know they're there for sports but um, no matter when they're there till we're always you know smiling and I, I just can't reiterate enough this family this this community Nicole said mm-hmm. it best it is just such a community um, and the parents they really trust us, and we trust them, mm-hmm. which I think is really what uh, sets us apart. Is that trust? They have faith in us. Sure. Um, so our, you know, the day, what does it look like? I mean, it's it's kids being kids, right. you know. But uh, we have excellent and teachers. And you go to
2: eighth. We right? go to
4: eight. So in my building, we have um, three-year-olds all the way up through fourteen-year-olds.
2: Is there a natural split? Let's say K through f- three, or. Or, those So
4: we do. And, and every building might look a little bit different, but uh-huh. preschool is pretty much set in its own wing of yeah. the school. And then, you know, our, our primary is down on the first floor, which what you just said, K to three. And then our second floor is four to eight. Um, but it's amazing how much our seventh and eighth graders take care of our littles downstairs. Is that they right? They take them to breakfast. They help them when they go to mass. They help them after school. Um so there's so much interaction between all grade levels. It's really wonderful to see.
2: That is super cool. I, you know, and I mean cuz again, once you get into 7th and 8th grade, especially that 7th grade is is hugely important for 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 kids that have aspirations for, you know, maybe uh college prep at high school and then to go into college. 7th grade, you've got to buckle down, you know, and and get the grades uh that's kind of a trajectory, isn't it? I it mean, really
4: is. Yeah. yeah, and I would say really even in sixth grade.
2: Really? Yeah. yeah. Sixth,
4: seventh, and eighth grade, our middle school, is those are the grades, those are the transcripts that they're going to pull. So that's when we really you know, hit the ground running with them mm-hmm. on this is the time that matters.
2: I want to talk about y- the uh, outcomes and curriculum and just uh, be- because, yeah, it's it, we're absolutely 100% behind the idea of of values and the religious ed and 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 the 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 culture of the school, you know, representing that family atmosphere and and you know, and honoring, you know, family values at 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 home. They're not being um, um, you know, disrupted uh, from home to, to school. But I mean, what we ask kids to learn these days is pretty challenging you know, on on an outcomes-based level, you know, to meet the testing and all that stuff. Can you talk, uh, um, again, you guys are the educators. You tell me, you know, what I'm talking about here.
4: Well, I'm going to kind of put my foot in my mouth right now because after we just got done discussing how, you know, a lot of things have changed, you know, with technology and, and yeah, there is a negative side to it. We have embraced the positive side when it comes to our testing and the access to our data that we're able to get on all of our students, and the training that we've been able to get for our our faculty members mm. to learn how to utilize this data to really drive their instruction. So while there is this, you know, sometimes a negative, you know, connotation to um, the technology right now, we have really. Focused on all of the ways to utilize it to really help us, you know, teach the whole child, just like Nicole said, and we are able. Are we to, talking
2: like Chromebooks and iPads, or we are? But more actually,
4: more just, um, you know, any type of system that we're able to use. So, I, for example, you know, the testing that we take is all online, so our okay. standardized testing. We have platforms that our teachers are able to use to to plug in their scores, and everything aligns through this platform. And so everything is individualized to reach the student exactly where they are to really push them to grow to that next level. And it just prints everything right out for the teachers and they have everything at their fingertips. So we are really providing a lot of professional development for our teachers. We're providing a lot of technology for our teachers to be able to, for not only for the students to grow, but for the teachers to grow as well.
2: Nicole, that's expensive. As director of advancement, I mean, you understand that uh, I hate to say it was this way, but but the competition, for example, sure. in a public school, you know, there there's a per pupil cost uh, that taxpayers are paying could be fifteen thousand a a pupil. Absolutely. You know, and I, last time I checked, I don't think it costs. 15 grand to go to Erie's Catholic schools. So know?
3: it does It does not. Um, our average tuition is right around $5,000. Wow. And that amount, really, before learning about the system, a lot of people don't understand that that number is dramatically less than the actual cost to teach each child. So there's a pretty significant gap between the cost to educate every student and the tuition that's paid. And over the years, you know, that gap has been filled through um, – You know parish subsidy through fundraising um and really our generous donors and supporters are Mm. we really couldn't do it without them
2: is is there is it still kind of true that you know um that a teacher's salary is gonna be a little less in the catholic schools uh, doc Uh, you know Vis-a-vis maybe a, a public school teacher? I mean, that the is, teachers kind of take a sacrifice too, right?
1: Yes, we, we, we really have some people that have selected as a, as a mission, this is what they want to do for, the, for, for their faith, to give back. Because they really only make less, They most of them make less than 50% of a public school teacher. Less than
2: 50%? Yes, yes. Wow.
1: It's really hard for us, yes.
2: Yeah, and, and then you have a situation where there is a global teacher shortage
1: Yes, it's not just us. It's it's not just Pennsylvania. It's across the country. And it's not just Catholic is? schools. It's no, public schools. It's everywhere. Absolutely correct. Yes.
2: So what are what are the strategies? What, what what what? This is probably what keeps you up at night. I'm thinking. Right. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. Uh,
1: one of the strategies is to bring in some more revenue, and okay. we're working with um, a, a company that's helping us to raise EITC money, educational improvement tax dollars. Uh, there's a credit out there that you can gain as an individual or a corporation. We have uh, a lot of money coming in through corporations to, to fill that gap that Nicole was talking about. Right. Um, they, they donate the money and they get a tax credit on their, on their cost of what they're paying to Pennsylvania. Individuals can now do the same thing, so we're, we're trying to solicit more and more individuals, our parents, our grandparents, supporters of Catholic school, to do the exactly same thing so that we can benefit from that tax dollar as well.
3: And it's, really, it's a, really attractive to our families who participate, because once they understand the program, it really just takes your state tax dollars that you have to pay anyway, yeah. and allows you to redirect them to the school of your so, choice. So
2: the, the actual indivi- individual taxpayers can do this now. Absolutely, yes. yes. That's something brand new. Yes. It seems. Yeah. Wow. The Talk about the teacher thing, though, uh, because... I mean, uh, we, you know, I, I've been covering this now for months, um, maybe years. The idea that the, the, the number of people, let's say, that are going to teachers' college, you know, going to Edinburgh to Oregon and to try to become a teacher, that's jumped off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And then the teachers that do enter the, the, the workforce oftentimes, they don't realize how, how, how much of, of a job it is. And they last two, three years, and then they then they quit, and then and so you have this aging workforce that are aging out. All of our baby boomers are aging out. Um, what what do you think it is about uh, about teaching that? Uh, what can what can we do to make teaching more uh, desirable and compelling for young people? Do you think?
4: I think that it starts with the people that are sitting right here. It starts with the administration and. We need to be as supportive as we can be, and that starts with those student teachers that are coming in through our doors. How can I help you? Let me watch a lesson. Let me give you some some feedback, some constructive criticism. Here's my email. Keep in touch with me. You know, we have a lot of student teachers that come back. You know, um, they want to visit the students. We took our kids to go see. Uh, we had a Gannon basketball player a couple years ago. We nice. took the kids down to go watch her play basketball. They need to feel supported. They need to know that no matter what challenges they're going to face, that the administration is going to be there to support them every step of the way. And so we talk about that all the time, our, our group of six principals along with the Erie Catholic Administration. What can we do to really support our teachers? And so we, we value their feedback. So it really starts with us
2: with us is uh, dr sam signorino he's the president of the erie catholic school system uh, nicole reitzel the vice president of advancement and shivani suri the principal at our lady of Peace. so uh <laughs> we, were, we were joking about uh sports and things and again these these uh these teams are very much part and parcel of the school culture and uh, talk about um that, uh, take this sure. Nicole, you know, I mean, that's that's super important. Yeah. So yeah.
3: I have two boys in, in the Catholic school system and I really think that we do um, athletics really, really well. Mm-hmm. So our, our kids have access to 10 different sports that they can play, um, you know, from swimming, to tennis, to golf, to, you know, basketball, obviously football, um, but really a lot of opportunities for kids to get involved, try different things, um, you know, how many times do they they try different sports and then go on to the next thing? And so it's really a great way f- that brings our school community
2: together. There's no doubt about it. And there's extracurriculars as well. Uh, uh, talk about some of the things in the arts and so on.
4: Uh, well, I mean, we put on a play every year. We have a performance. We have, you know, the, the littles, little preschoolers, they always do a Christmas performance for us. Nice. Um, we have art shows. You know, I know that a lot of the other schools have the same thing. So mm-hmm. we embrace our our arts as much as we do our athletics.
2: Absolutely. Put some headphones on. We have a phone call here. Hey, you're live with our friends from the Erie Catholic School System on Talk Erie. Go ahead.
0: Hey, uh, Joel, I I called in before. I just wanted to uh, be a, if it's okay for it's a different topic. Yes. I am um, a product of uh, Catholic school education, and uh, I'll tell you, it's it, it's in my as in my mind, and my uh, thinking, it's probably the best bargain for a child's future. I, although it, it costs much, and you know, I mean, it seems pricey. Um, it's worth every penny. Um, when I went, it was you know a lot of religious teaching. Uh, no, mostly nuns, grade school. Uh, but you, you can't get a better bargain. You're talking about setting this kid up for success for his entire uh, life. Uh, and I wanted to ask a question, but do you, you guys still teach diagramming sentences?
4: You better believe we do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good to hear. That. And okay. we still it's teach cursive. cursive. Yes. The <laughs> Yeah, there you go. The, the original documents of the from the founders are in cursive. I don't understand why they're not teaching that public schools anymore. Anyway, um, and and phonics, how about phonics based reading?
4: Yes. Yes, we do. In fact, our yeah, see, um, is- our K to three have two different phonics programs and we have an early intervention teacher that steps in and phonics is the the basis to their
0: reading curriculum. That's awesome because that, you know, uh, as far as um, uh, literacy, that is, it is absolutely key to uh, producing uh, more literate people because look, say, or whole language just doesn't work. And there's a lot of studies on that. But I just want to thank you all for what you're doing. And the other thing is... um, yeah, we're gonna we gonna going to keep going here, game. though. Th-
2: thanks so much. I appreciate it, All right. though. All right. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty important stuff, though, the uh, the classic, uh, I mean, the, the teaching of, of penmanship. It, I
4: mean, it is. You know, and like we've been talking about this whole entire time, yeah. students are changing. Obviously, it's a different world right now. You got to find ways, though, to be able to do that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and that's that's what's beautiful about our educators in the Catholic school system is that they're willing to do that. Yeah. They want to do that. You know, that's that's their drive. That's why they get up every day.
2: Top, you mentioned a, a bit about technology, and technology has a role here. Uh, talk about how you use whether it's Chromebooks or iPads. How does that integrate into? the 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 system here because one of the things that is often said about you know private schools is well they don't have the resources that we can have in the public uh, the public sector you know
4: well we actually have one to one technology and that's preschool through eighth grade now obviously the preschoolers are not taking their ipads home <laughs> right. um, but for preschool and kindergarten it's one to one ipads and for first through eighth grade they have chromebooks one to one the teachers do a very good job of Incorporating the iPads and the Chromebooks into daily use, what mm-hmm. they all are using Google Classroom, different platforms, you know, that gets the students involved with the technology, um, but but they're still doing some traditional things. Sure. They're still reading out of books. They're still writing on loose leaf paper. You know. Is in- there
2: still such a thing as a school library? Yes, there is. Okay. Mm-hmm.
4: It might look a little bit different. Sure. There might be, you know, computers set up now. Ours yeah. at OLP is attached to the computer lab, so they're doing mm-hmm. a lot of research. They're using the books, you know, for research. They're using the computer lab for research, um, and then the younger kids still do come in and they check out books. Yeah.
3: And I will say, just from a parent's perspective, I'm someone who doesn't really love a lot of screen time. Yeah. Um, But I will say, some of the things that they're able to do on their Chromebooks, I mean, my third-grader's practicing his spelling words using, like, a game, where every time Mm. he spells something correctly, an airplane flies higher. I mean, just things that never would have been an option. And especially for little boys, I think that's really helpful. So,
2: Talk about test scores and outcomes. And again, there's, you know, most of my conversations when we're talking in the public sector are around the keystones and PSSAs and so on. Now, you're not bound by that system, but you have your own, um, um, you know, evaluations. Talk about all that.
1: We do have our own system. and We do not take the PSSA, right. so we don't have the, a real comparison that we can talk about on, on, on that level. But at the same time, we use those tests to evaluate where the kids are at every classroom, mm-hmm. or in every classroom and every day. So, so our assessments talk about how, how the students are growing. And, and our goal is to have those students grow to their highest potential. Does that mean that they're going to outpace everybody in the other schools? I don't know. Right. It doesn't matter at this point because we want each student to go to their potential so to make sure that they are, they are learning the best that they possibly can and achieve at the next level. Um, we find that Catholic school students do better in the long run than all the public schools across the country. Okay. So, so that's, that's a really encouraging sign that we must be doing something right.
2: Uh, when, when you talk about the, you know, kids that have special needs or individual uh, educational plans and so on, are we able to handle that in the system?
1: Only to a certain level. Okay. Once we get the more involved situation where a yeah. student really needs more care than, than is necessary, we really have to refer them to a school that can give them those needs. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. yeah. The, um,
2: you know, the bottom line is, again, uh, having that kid, uh, having that student, that pupil, set up for success, and uh, the, uh, I mean, if you, could qu- if you could quantify kind of the difference maker, in, in in the Erie Catholic schools, what would you what would you say that is? Heart.
1: Our teachers have the heart and the want to make sure that those students succeed. So they'll do whatever it takes to make sure that happens. I think that's the real difference. Yeah, you guys?
4: I would agree with that because not only do I work at OLP, uh, my daughter's about to graduate from OLP. Mm-hmm. So I can say that as a parent as well.
3: And I, I would say the same thing. I have a, uh, my third grader has some um, some learning challenges, some dis- he's dyslexic. Um, and I see from the teachers, the staff, the principal, so many people, I've had meetings you know, with different, and there are just so many people who are pouring into him. And from a parent's perspective, not only are they doing time and accommodations and different things to help him learn and figure out you know, what's gonna work specifically for him, um, it really feels like, I mean, they're pouring love. Like yeah. it's just such a loving environment. Um, where you can feel that all of his teachers really love him and want him to succeed. And that's really how they are with all of the students. Well, Mm -hmm. and I
4: think, oh, I'm sorry. I think one of the things that we have focused on since the beginning of our system was that we do not refer to them as their students or, 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 or their children. They're ours. So, every faculty member, every person in that building treats every student, whether it's one of their own personal homeroom students or not, they are our students. We are all there to make, so in our building, 391 students successful. And every single person in that building puts their heart in it, just like Dr. Sam said. And it's funny you said heart, Dr. Sam, because I was going to say love. Yes. (laughs) That's
2: what I was going to say. so people hearing this maybe their grandparents maybe their parents of young ones that are entering in what are some of the access points to finding out more about the six schools in the erie catholic school system
4: well i would say you can always start by going on the websites and then every campus has their own enrollment director okay so between the enrollment director and the principal I that is the best place to start. We are all willing to answer your questions, take you on tours, do whatever we need to do to help them.
2: Is that how it typically works where the the parents will come in? Or are there open houses as well? We do have
4: open houses. They are at the end of January. Okay, Mm
2: -hmm. so they're they're coming up in a Mm -hmm. little bit. We
4: usually tie our open houses in with Catholic Schools Week.
2: There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's fascinating to hear all of this because the, um, because this education piece is so critical Mm. right and uh, i think i think we've heard from the public school leaders are saying if you know if if the catholic schools emptied out today they would not be able to handle the 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 kids this this works in a symbiotic relationship with all the other educational systems that are in erie county it doesn't it
1: Absolutely, we have over eighteen hundred students in our yeah. six schools. So if we we closed our doors, the schools, the public schools, wouldn't have room for those students at all. Plus, the finances that they would have to to, to come up with to fund that that mm-hmm. scenario of hiring how many more teachers to cover that, they couldn't do it. It would be very hard.
3: And I will say, Dr. Sam is very humble, but he has a very very interesting background where he spent time in both the private school sector and the public school Mm -hmm. um so you bring a lot to the table looking at it kind of with both lenses i think right
1: right yes i started in the catholic schools i I taught there for six years as a a music teacher as a matter of fact did you really and then I, i was lured into the public school because i wanted to be an administrator they said well we'll pay for your education to do so so um about three or four years later i became a high school principal Wow. And I spent 20 years as a high school principal in the public schools. Um, my latest, my last high school principal was at Fairview. I spent 10 years at Fairview as a high school principal. Then I moved on to be a superintendent, spent some time there, and w- actually dealt with the, the possibility of Catholic schools closing and how I'm going to pull those kids in if I needed to. And it was very difficult. Luckily, it didn't happen. Right. Um, but then I, I I retired, came back to the Catholic school system as assistant superintendent for the diocese for um, about ten years, I guess it was before I moved Seriously. over here to the Catholic school system. Yes, that, I've, that I've is, had a lot of fun. You, you have had a lot of fun. Are are you
2: are are you amazed, or is it was it always kind of assumed of where education K twelve would go in this era? I feel like maybe, maybe I'm too overwrought about this. I'm very concerned about K twelve.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I just am. It, it's it seems like there's just so much being thrown at the the uh, the learning of for these young people and it's just not as simple as, as it was when I was coming up and uh, uh, there's a lot of external forces, there's a lot of societal forces going on and it's just a lot on teachers. Teachers have been uh, burdened with an incredible amount of stuff that's beyond let's say you know you know teaching the text mm-hmm. or getting kids ready for a cl- uh for for uh for a test
1: mm-hmm. am i off here no you're you're right on as a matter of fact i can think back to 10 12 maybe 15 years ago when standards became a real big thing. There was outcomes and they moved to standards again. And and they started looking at what the 12th graders were doing and created a system backwards. And they decided, decided and suggested that our 12th graders were learning that too late. So let's make all that curriculum 11th grade. And maybe even shifted into some of the 10th mm-hmm. grade. So, so in the higher maths, our students started taking the 10th grade, the, the senior courses, like the, uh, the calculus and pre- right. all those courses oh, yeah. that we didn't take till we were seniors, yeah. probably in the middle or the end of their 10th grade and beginning of 11th grade, which means that all the other grades had to shift down too. So we started teaching the kindergartners what they were normally learning in first grade. Wow. That's why the preschool has become such an important factor. Yeah,
2: you get algebra in eighth grade, don't you? I mean.
0: You
1: do. Most yes. of the time. Yes. I mean, Which, used which to be we never had Historically, was a ninth yeah. grade situation. The ninth grade, right.
2: yeah, algebra one, wow. Yeah,
1: the whole yeah. shift came down. So it made it really harder for the kids. A lot more information, a lot more stuff for the parents to help with as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. How many, How? Many, I used to, do, I did love, though, going over with my kids the, uh, comprehension stuff, having them, you know, I love that part of English, right? The English lit and comp. Um, one more question here. There's a lot, there's a, there's, there's rumbling in post-secondary, right? Where, you know, a lot of kids are choosing not to go to college and um, a lot of career exploration. Are you starting to see that in your sixth, seventh, and eighth grades where, Work, whether it's Career Street or some, you know, some some exposure to careers that are in Erie. Has that hit you guys yet? Not so much?
4: Not so much, no. I mean, they express interest in things, but the majority of our students are, they're already set to go to a Catholic high school. Yeah. And they've, I mean, they're, they're following in the traditions of their families mm-hmm. and doing what, what they've done.
1: That makes a lot of sense, and because yeah. it's a Catholic high school, that goal automatically transfers into a, a high a, a college. Yeah, college prep. Right. Yeah,
2: yeah, pr- pretty much. We don't we don't have the old St. Ben's where you got a business degree, learned stenography, That's right. and typing. What forty. Forty <laughs> words a minute or whatever—I can't remember what it was—but yeah, was, you know, was kind of—that's what my sister took. She was really good but those as are important too. They—they, I mean, they, yeah. I mean, uh, how, how many how many girls came out of St. Ben's to, to learn how to? how to run these offices across uh, the city. It's pretty amazing. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed this as much as I have. I really have appreciated our conversation here. Dr. Sam Signorino, he is the president of Erie Catholic School System. Uh, Nicole Reitzel, the vice president of Advancement. And Shivani Suri, the principal over at Our Lady of Peace. Go Crusaders. Go
4: Crusaders. <laughs> that's right.
2: Hey, what what's what's the kids record? What are the 8th grade boys and girls
4: for basketball? For basketball, yeah. You know what? Season hasn't it hasn't, it hasn't started, started, started yet. yet. No, okay. our girls are they're going to Pittsburgh this weekend for a tournament, but the diocesan schedule doesn't start till the beginning of December.
2: Okay, that's smart. Yeah. yeah one 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 season at a time right one season <laughs> at a time i like right. it yeah these these colliding seasons
0: it's crazy thank you folks so much for taking the time thank oh, you thank very you. much you've been listening to the joel natale show Erie, pennsylvania's daily podcast from talk subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at talk com.